Hello and welcome back to the Psycom Toolkit podcast. This is the show that will give scientists and science communicators all the tools that they need to communicate their science with confidence and bring science stories to life. And if you are listening to this, that probably means you, right? Welcome or welcome back. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever time you are listening to this. For me, it's the evening. I'm sat in my office. Well, the spare bedroom that has my desk in it. And I've been sat here for so long that I'm now realising that I haven't switched the light on. And I'm basically doing this in the dark, other than my computer screens um, lighting up everything in front of me. I guess I could get up to turn the light on but to be honest I'm lazy and I'm kind of digging the dimly lit late night writer kind of vibe I have going on right now so I'm just gonna go with it. Anyway in the episode today I wanted to talk about grabbing the attention of your audience because spoiler alert even though you might have the coolest most epic science story ever No one has to listen to you. I know, it's sad really. There are so many distractions around us when we are reading articles online or doom scrolling on social media. There are so many chores that we could be doing around the house instead of actually listening to what someone is saying on the radio. If you are at an event, there will be activities going on all around your stall. So why is someone going to stop at yours? There are endless thing there are endless things we can all start dreaming about when we're listening to a talk like did I actually lock the house before leaving today or was there something I was meant to do before I finished work it's almost overwhelming the number of distractions there are so how are you going to stop the scroll make someone stop washing the dishes to listen 100% to what you are saying on a podcast, or entice visitors into your activity at a festival. Well, that's all to do with hooks. When I was preparing for this episode, I looked back at some notes I took for a storytelling workshop that I attended back in 2019 now with the wonderful Dr. Kat Arney and her company, First Create the Media. I will add a link to their company in the show notes so you can learn all about them and how they can help you. But part of that training covered hooks and creating our science stories about our research. And I discovered the story that I wrote during that session, or as much of a story as you can write in no more than half an hour probably it was. I thought about reading it out now as a bit of fun to start off the episode, but I'm not sure it fits right here in the episode now. So maybe I'll leave it right until the end. Yeah, I'll do it at the end. You can then hear the delights of my random science story that I wrote about my PhD research, which for context was looking at how to keep stem cells as stem cells in low oxygen conditions and how their metabolism was affected by that too. But for now, let's get back to the topic at hand And let's get stuck into the meat of this episode and think about what you need to consider when trying to hook your audience.
So what is a hook and where can they be used? Generally speaking, a hook is a device for catching, holding, sustaining or pulling anything. And in this case, that could be your listener, your reader or your visitor's attention. This is going to be your opening gambit, your first sentence, your first impression to not only capture your audience's attention, but to set out what your audience will gain, what their return on their time investment will be. The most obvious place for hooks to be are in your headlines, blog post titles, opening statements of your talks, your event promo material, right at the start, at the beginning, to grab the attention of the audience. But they can also be used throughout your article, your talk, or your podcast episode, whatever your Psycon project is, to maintain their attention as well. It is that first one, though that really needs to do its job and draw them in. Now, you can probably already get a sense of why hooks are so important. So what goes into a good hook? Here are eight tips or things to possibly incorporate when you are writing the hooks for your science communication. Starting with using your enthusiasm and their interests to your advantage. All the science, technology, engineering and maths that goes on is incredibly fascinating and mind-blowingly exciting. I know that, you know that, and we want our audiences to know that. But there is no point in investing all this time and effort if you end up preaching to a metaphorical empty room. Your science is interesting. You are studying it, so it must be. So use that passion of yours and your enthusiasm. Why are you enthusiastic about this? Or if you're not a researcher, the topic that you are really interested in and want to write a book about, what is it about the topic that makes you want to do that? That is one example of your hook. Your passion and enthusiasm for a topic will shine through and is contagious. So if you show that, it will seep through into your audience. But you have got to meet your audience halfway. If they had your perspective on a topic, then they would probably be a researcher themselves, or at least engaged in science and looking for that information. You have got to find your hook. And by your hook, I mean what makes your science interesting? What is the big picture? How could it affect them? Then you need to unwrap it and wrap it up again in new wrapping paper with different ribbons on. So from the outside, it is more appealing to someone else. But the message inside or the gift inside is still the same. When I did my soapbox science talk a few years ago, I was talking about my stem cell research. I loved doing it because I was fascinated by how all the molecules in the cell interacted with each other and came together. But my audience, who were taking a stroll along the beach, were not going to stop and listen to me because of that. So I packaged my talk up by chatting about Marvel comics and superheroes who could regenerate. I told them about how what I was doing in the lab would help us to understand the basic biology of stem cells. And if we knew that... It could open up many different avenues to support regenerative medicine. 
something that they could relate to more. By packaging it up in that way, they could see why I was doing that and then proceeded to ask me more questions to learn more. If I had started by saying I add a drug to my cells and measure the changes in a particular molecule, which in reality was what I was doing, how long do you think they would have stuck around for? So don't start off by telling people what you have done or what you have discovered. Give them the big picture. What could this ultimately help achieve in the world? Well, that ended up being about three tips all merged into one. So just to clarify quickly, give them the big picture first, package it up in a way that is interesting and relevant to them and use your enthusiasm to showcase the science. The next consideration is to make your audience feel something. What if I opened a talk by saying, we make enough food on this planet to feed everyone, yet a third of all food we create ends up in the bin. How does that make you feel? Maybe it's guilt, maybe it's empathy, maybe it's anger or disgust. There are a whole spectrum of emotions that you can tap into But no matter what your science story, when you are crafting your hook, keep in mind what you want your audience to feel when you share it. It could be awe, it could be curiosity, surprise, contempt, and so on. I will link an emotion wheel in the show notes so you have a handy list to work from as well. Another idea for creating your hook is to use the curiosity gap. Now, the curiosity gap refers to a psychological event created when someone is aware of a gap in information and is motivated to resolve it. Curiosity is a hugely important component of self-motivated learning and it is going to help you with your hook. So how can you create a curiosity gap? Tease an idea that your audience will be compelled to want to fill. You could start by asking a big picture question a question you go on to solve throughout your PsyCon project and by the end, the audience will get the answer to that question. It could be something like, oh, I don't know. um, Do you know what happens if all the bees on the planet disappeared with the click of my fingers? You could then take your audience through all the incredible things that bees do for us and layer by layer, reveal the devastation that would be left behind after a week, a month or a year and so on. Or you could capture your audience's attention by sharing an unbelievable stat or fact like how many golf balls laid end to end that it would take to reach Jupiter or something like that. It could be that there are more cells in your brain alone than grains of sand on this planet. Whatever it is, then take them on a journey of how all those different cells are created. Or it might be another fact that pulls on the heartstrings to combine it with that emotional aspect that I mentioned before. You can also use components of storytelling, something we will cover a lot in future episodes. Things like characters, heroes and villains, or conflict or scene setting to draw in your audience. You could use personal stories or characters could be your proteins, your molecules, the asteroids in space, the quarks or the fish in the sea. 
flesh out those characters and give them some personality. I once wrote an article about new CRISPR-Cas9 technology and research, but the Cas9 protein wasn't just a protein. In the context of the story, it was promiscuous, which already gives you more of an indication of the science story I was trying to tell. Think about your favourite storybooks or films. What about them draws you in right from the off? What captures your attention? And then use that to inspire your science story hook. The final tip is to be prepared. You need to have those facts, stats, those emotion-evoking statements and those personal stories ready before you start. Working out what your hooks are in advance, especially for talks and science festivals and so on, is really going to help you have more success with capturing your audience's attention. You need to specifically engineer those moments so then your audience can use their imagination to fill in the details. Have that same mindset when crafting your science story. So that was quite a lot, so let me do a very quick recap of the things to think about when creating your hook. Think about what would make your science interesting to your audience and use that. Use your enthusiasm for the topic to your advantage. Give them the big picture over the details. Create a curiosity gap and make your audience feel something. It doesn't matter what emotion, just an emotion, so they are invested. Share a mind-blowing fact or stat. Take advantage of story components. And finally, be prepared. And talking of being prepared, it's time to head to the DIY section of today's episode. Welcome to the self-assembly arena, (laughs) the DIY section of the podcast where I give you something that you can take action on today to add another tool to your Psycom toolkit. We have all watched a movie trailer, right? Most of the time you decide whether you're going to watch the film based on what you see in that preview. That is exactly what your hook for your science communication is. It is the trailer for your science story. And it is that hook that is the next crucial tool you need in your toolkit. This is what you need to offer your audience before they will invest their time and energy listening to you. And by the end of this section, you will have created the movie trailer for your science story. You can go and grab the worksheet that goes with this episode right now from my website. That is sofetalkscience.com forward slash toolkit. Just scroll down to the episodes and show notes section and click on the resource next to episode four. But let me talk you through it very quickly. So the first section is for you to jot down some great stats or facts about your science story. That can also include facts that link to your big picture. From there, the next section is to jot down the emotions that you want your audience to feel. And of course, it can change throughout your story as well. 
then there is a section for you to write down why you find this area of research interesting, just so it is there in front of you and on paper with all the other components. In another section, you can note down any key characters or scenes and jot down some ideas about how to describe them or give them a bit of personality in the context of your story. And also add any conflicts that they might face. Then the final section is a space for you to start constructing your hooks for your science story from all of that information that you've dumped there. You could print out one of these worksheets for each science story you have to tell and have multiple hooks within that. But when each is complete, you have your hooks ready and prepared for your next SciComm project. You can then even turn it into a short elevator pitch of a few sentences and voila, you have your science story movie trailer. I really loved the activity that I did in that storytelling workshop back in 2019 that I often find myself creating mini movie trailers or synopses about a science story. I really love creating quote unquote movie trailers for your science story. I think it's a really fun way to start dipping your toe into science communication or help you to get that big picture clear in your mind for your new research project. So please go ahead and experiment with that. Try them out on your family and friends and see which ones they like, see which ones maybe don't work so well and tweak them before your project kicks off. Once you have grabbed their attention, you obviously want to keep it for as long as possible. That is where storytelling and so many other factors come into play, all of which we are going to look at in future episodes. Now, as promised, I'm going to leave you with the openings of a science story I started writing in that workshop a few years ago, which I then discovered again when I cleared out my desk and moved jobs a few months ago. For context, I was joining in with a group of active researchers and they were converting their current projects into stories. We also wrote trailers for these stories too, so maybe I'll share the synopsis that I wrote with you another day as well. I have always had this dream of writing a children's story book about stem cells. So this was the very first draft of something I put to paper. And so if I ever manage to publish anything like that, then you can come back to this episode and see how far my writing goes from first draft to final publication too, because I think we all need more clarity on that as well. Anyway, here is the start of my stem cell story. And I will catch you in the next episode to introduce you to the next tool for your SciComm toolkit. Once upon a time, there was a young stem cell called Stemmy. He worked as a GP in his hometown of Bod City, helping all the other cells of Bod City with their day-to-day -day wound healing, family cell deaths, general repair, and all in between. But Stemmy had always been an ambitious cell. His work allowed him to see the real problems of Bod City, the untreatable blindness of Retina Avenue, the paralysis of Nerve Central and the crippling insulin shortage of pancreatic drive, just to name a few. The day-to-day -day issues of the cells of Bod City were nothing compared to these plagues of Stemmy's beloved hometown. While no two days on the job for Semi were the same, 
he had never made any progress on his big ambitions, his purpose, if you will. That was until today. On this day, when our story begins, Stemmy encounters a cell that will help him to unlock his inner potential to treat Pod City of all its ills. And that cell's name was Tina. Tina the skin cell. Tina had just lost her two daughter cells and her husband now too. Stemmy couldn't believe how cruel this world could be that something so horrible could happen to one single cell. Stemmy had read many great stories about stem cell myths and legends helping to create miracles in Bod City, and he knew that he had the potential to do the same, but never believed that he could. But today he wanted to make those myths a reality, so he set out on a quest to stem cell up and achieve his dreams. He was going to become the most powerful stem cell that Bod City had ever known and help treat all the diseases and disorders of his hometown. In order to become the most powerful stem cell of Bod City, Stemmy knew he had to reach the magical chocolate factory on top of the biggest mountain in the realm. From all his research, he knew that to become the ultimate stem cell, he needed to train at high altitudes and low oxygen conditions, but also he needed to taste the miracle glucose of the magical chocolate factory. But he knew that his journey to the top would not be without its challenges, its temptations and its hurdles. But right now, Stemmy didn't give that a second thought. He set out on his quest with the cheers and support of all the cells of Bod City behind him to uncover the challenges that lay ahead. Three days had passed already and Stemmy had just made it to the base of the mountain. He looked up and couldn't even see the peak through the clouds. Up until now, his journey had been quite straightforward, but he could sense that was about to change, for out of the darkness appeared a strange-looking fellow. As they crept closer, Stemmy recognised this temptress from his research. It was Gatta, and she was here to be Stemmy's first real test. Would he stick to his path to fulfil his potential, or would he be led astray and differentiate? Well, if you're still here, I hope you enjoyed that. Please uh, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Share the episode with your friends if you enjoyed it. I would love to see and hear your hooks when you have constructed them. Share them on Insta and tag me at soph.talks.science and the pod at Toolkit, and we will share them with the world. I'm looking forward to sharing more science communication tips with you in the next episode. I hope you will join me then and see you soon. Bye.